1: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
0: Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Friday, February 3rd. 2023. It's about one o'clock in the afternoon here on the east coast of the United States. Scott Ritter uh, joins us now. Scott, it's a pleasure. Uh, thanks for coming back to the show. Thanks for um, me. We're We're now in the uh, 12th month uh, of the war. Another two weeks, it'll be uh, exactly a year. Another 10 days, it'll be exactly a year. Um, and almost everything that you and Colonel McGregor have predicted has come to pass uh, that the russians would uh, adapt their uh, strategy recognize uh, their weaknesses compensate for their faults and move slowly and inexorably uh, toward their uh, goal the west on the other hand uh, continues to supply uh, material we'll talk in a few minutes about the tanks we'll talk in a few minutes about bombs we'll talk in a few minutes Uh, About F-16 jets What is NATO's goal? Is it to allow Ukraine to exist In some form Not the same as 2014 Not the same as 2022 but in some form Or is it to expel All Russians From all the area That Ukraine claims Belongs to it
1: I think we need to be very clear here. Um, neither NATO, the European Union, nor the United States care about Ukraine. Literally, they don't. If they say did,
0: that, say that again, please.
1: Neither NATO, the European Union, or the United States care about Ukraine. If they did, they wouldn't be enacting these policies. The policies that we are engaged in, we being the United States, are policies that are sacrificing ukraine is a viable modern nation state that has been sacrificed already ukraine is destroyed it's dismembered and it will only be further destroyed and dismembered going forward there is no reversing this Um, nobody believes that ukraine can win i'll say that one more time nobody believes ukraine ukraine doesn't even believe that ukraine can win what they're hoping for right now Is and we got an insight. I think we we might have talked about this earlier. I've talked with someone else, the Harvard professor, Kenneth Rogoff at Davos, uh, saying that economic sanctions was about regime change. So now we know what the goal is not regime change in Ukraine. We don't care about Ukraine. We're going to sacrifice Ukraine. Regime change in Moscow to put pressure using economic sanctions and to make the cost of military intervention in Ukraine so high that the Russian people rise up and move against. Uh, Putin. It, it's about regime change. That's failed. Putin is stronger than he's ever been. He ain't going away. Nothing you can do can change that. So do they care about Ukraine? No. Ukraine will not exist when this is done. And that's okay. And for NATO, the European Union, and the United States, so long as we hurt Russia. But here's the news flash We've only made Russia stronger. Russia has solved a whole host of issues that it would not have been aware of if it weren't for NATO escalation, like mobilization. You know, if we ever have a conflict with Russia now, understand this. They can mobilize that quick. We just made it the most efficient mobilization process the world has ever seen. So they will go from zero to 60 while we're still figuring out how to get, you know, uh, know, tanks out of the garage.
0: All right. All right. So just Mm -hmm. as we know this from history, war improves medicine because of the improvisation needed uh, on the battlefield when the war is over. I mean, the medical industry and profession in America was vastly better in 1946 than it was in 1939. War improves armies. It forces them to improvise. It makes them work harder, uh, and it makes them push more to acquire their strength, and we now know that this war has made the Russian military a better military. Is that a fair statement?
1: That's the most accurate statement there is.
0: All right. And then it is it also fair to say NATO's goal, Washington's goal, the CIA's goal, is regime change in Moscow? They couldn't care less about Kiev.
1: No, 100%. They, we don't care about it. If we did, this wouldn't be happening.
0: Do they really think, after all the uh, objective evidence, the, the polls taken by various uh, non-Russian entities showing President Putin's uh, popularity, Uh, the land acquired and defended uh, by uh, the Russian military, the gross national product uh, of the Russian economy, in spite of all of this, does NATO, Washington, and Langley, by Langley, of course, I mean our friends and the CIA, still think they can push Putin from office via this war in Ukraine? Well, here's the deal. Um,
1: If you ask an individual, I'll give you the the biggest hint what the answer is. Rand Corporation in 2019 wrote a study that justified, that basically said the best way to dismember Russia was to go after Ukraine. And therefore, that's our policy. Rand Corporation just finished a study saying, uh, we got to get out of here now. We got to run. So Rand is sort of the canary in the coal mine, so to speak. Uh, And basically, Rand is saying, we're done. We can't win. No long war. We got to cut. We got to run. Let's do it. And if Rand's saying it's because someone told Rand, write the paper that says that so we can influence policy. Policymakers become, they double down on stupid. That's one of the big problems with with America is we can never admit that we made a mistake. And so we are committed to a policy direction of regime change, and we're doubling down, uh, putting in places that, but we know it's not going to work. If you ask the analysts right now, they're going to tell you, no, we can't win. This is what happened with Afghanistan. We kept right. doubling down, even though everybody knew early on it's over. It but is immoral to, to continue
0: doubling down when you know it's going to be fruitless, wasteful, and destructive of innocent human life. It is profoundly immoral to do that by any objective Judeo-Christian right versus wrong standard. Am I right? You're 100% right, but they don't... We've never... Been,
1: let's put it in terms that Americans can understand. Because I mean, I'm not saying your audience. I'm saying... You know, American politicians don't care about morality. They don't. But they do claim to care about national security. And all we've done right now is make Russia stronger and NATO weaker. I'll say that one more time. We've made Russia stronger. And I'm talking about not incrementally stronger, orders of magnitude stronger. 1.5 million people, expanded army, defense industry running on all cylinders. Uh, They are improving their weaponry. They're training their organization. They are a completely different military today than they were a year ago. And we've made NATO and the United States orders of magnitude weaker. And if you're an American who cares about national security, this should enrage you. Now, if you're an American who has any moral you should be enraged.
0: I have a lot more questions from you, but I just have to deviate from the serious stuff for a minute. I don't always read. In fact, I rarely read aloud the messages that we get. But two people have said, I'm not watching unless Maverick makes an appearance. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, don't stop it Don't don't wake sleepy dogs Don't wake (laughs) sleepy dogs (laughs) (laughs) All right Um, William Burns, the director of the CIA Boy, I'd love for him to come on But he wouldn't come on uh, Judging Freedom anyway He um, told an audience At the Georgetown (laughs) University One of their favorite Outlets for this kind of stuff That the next six And you may agree with him on this The next six months Uh, will tell the tale. It'll be obvious how this is going to end or it will have ended in the next six months. He wasn't more specific than that. Agree or disagree?
1: Agree, but here's the caveat. To believe what he says means that he believes something will be published in six months that'll give us the answer. Hey, newsflash William Burns, Russia Dunn wrote the book. It's already there. And in six months, it's going to be the same book. It's already been decided, Mr. Burns. We lost, they won, and there ain't nothing that's going to happen in the next six months that's going to change that. That's the harsh reality.
0: Here's um, a clip from uh, my former colleagues at Fox. The the questioner is Trey Yingst. Uh, He's talking to President Zelensky about the problems with tanks. Take a listen. Ukraine will be receiving German-made Leopard 2 tanks and US manufactured M1 Abrams tanks. Did the delivery
1: of those tanks come with any conditions? Did you have to make any promises to your Western allies about
0: where you would use those tanks? I'm not giving any promises. We're grateful for the tanks. We appreciate this assistance. But if Russia has deployed 1,800 tanks or more, then it sounds funny that someone is willing to give us 10 or 15 tanks to fight against them. I know that some of the countries don't have a lot of tanks. But it's not about giving us two or three or four tanks. It's about training. It's about special groups. It's always about money. Then there has to be maintenance. You can't do all of that for the sake of 15 leopards, for example. It's not going to work. Well, A, I thought that was a great question. And B, he might have some understanding of this. He knows how expensive and tedious it is to maintain tanks. I know you're not a tank guy. That's uh, McGregor's field. Uh, but what did you think about that question and that answer? I, in the answer, I see a complaint. 15 tanks is peanuts. We need 1,500. That's the way I read it.
1: Oh, no, you, you're absolutely correct. First of all, to, to, as he pointed out, maintenance. The, the effort that's and the expense that's going to go into maintaining 15 tanks is, isn't worth it. The, the juice ain't worth the squeeze. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, 15 tanks... <laughs> that's a company okay the frontage of a company you can ask mcgregor about this uh, about a kilometer and a half on the attack we're talking about a thousand miles of frontage and we're getting 15 tanks that allows them to impose their will on a kilometer and a half and these are 15 tanks that russia has spent the last 20 years building weaponry and tactics specifically to defeat them so when they show up on the battlefield russia's not gonna go oh my god the leopard too russia's gonna go bring it here, buddy. We got the solution. You bring in the leopard. We got the gun. You bring in the Abrams. We've been training to kill you. You're not taking the Russians by surprise and you don't have enough tanks to have any meaningful impact on this battlefield. That's the truth.
0: I wonder if the, uh, uh globalists and Putin haters, uh, in the West wing are thinking about F 16s, but here's again on Fox news, Trey Yankst asking President Zelensky about F-16 jets.
1: In December, you met with President Biden at the White House. On Monday, just steps away from where he greeted you, he told reporters that he will not provide Ukraine with F-16 fighter jets. When you heard that, what was your reaction?
0: Well, I'll keep asking him for these F-16 fighters. This is my job. This is my opportunity. This is what I'm doing for the Ukrainian people to survive. Well, I guess he's right. Again, this is his job. Uh, But an F-16 jet would enable them what? To attack Moscow?
1: First of all, the F-16 jet's not going to get off the ground. Uh, Remember, they're going up against the most sophisticated integrated air defense system in the history of the world, in the history of the world. Um, If if F-16 takes off, it'll be shot down either by Russian uh, interceptors or Russian air defense. But the other thing is, it's not the fighter, it's the pilot and um you got to train these guys and you know the u.s air force runs a, a six-month program in south carolina air national guard does it to transition former warsaw Pact mig pilots into f-16 pilots because we're selling bulgaria and other nations f-16s it's a right. six-month program the pilot uh, the trainers have said one thing all oh, if the pilot has any time any competency in a mig this training program doesn't work because you cannot transition somebody who is programmed for Soviet avionics and everything, and do an F-16 pilot to two totally different systems. It doesn't work. It only works if the pilot never flew a MiG. And the problem Understood. with the Ukrainians, they've all been flying MiG-29s. We can't train these guys. If we put them in the airplane, they're all going to get shot down.
0: You said something earlier that uh, is still in my head, that the most sophisticated air defense system in the history of the world is not in North America, it's in Russia. How did the Russian... air we know it's not in North America. There's some sort of a Chinese balloon, Chinese balloon. <laughs> over Montana, and they don't know what to do with it or what it's doing there. <laughs> another story for another. You can't make this up. Another story for another time. But how sophisticated an air defense system do the Russians have? How did it get that sophisticated? And I'm assuming the answer or part of the answer is it's to the credit of President Putin.
1: Well, the credit of President Putin and also the credit of the West, um, first of all, understand that Moscow is just a stone's throw away from NATO. I mean, so to protect Moscow, to protect St. Petersburg, to protect Russian industry in the Tula area, Volgorod, Kursk, etc., cetera, um, you have to have an air defense network because NATO aircraft are just hours away from being able to strike. So you're literally naked if you don't have an air defense system. So the Russians have put in place the most extensive Integrated air defense that covers everything from low level to high level reaches out and touches you deep into NATO territory and they've been doing this for years and they've been improving it so today again this is what I bring up about the tanks ain't nothing going to take them by surprise they are fielding now S 400 S 500 systems S 550 systems that are designed to take on not just F15s but F35s F22s B21s they're ready for the stealth they've got the answer there um and that's the fact what happened with nato nato has been doing nothing for 20 years literally nothing the united states was in afghanistan and iraq the last thing we're doing is building an air defense system in nato and we what's the proof when the russians started flying these drones combined with caliber cruise missiles into kiev devastating everything including the air defense that we tried to install europe had an emergency meeting because they realized they don't have an air defense system oh, there's right, literally nothing
0: if Russia flew, Russia flew those same drones and same missiles at Florida or New Jersey, would we have the air defense system to stop no. them before they got here?
1: We got nothing, literally
0: nothing. Oh, and the Pentagon knows this. Sure, but they
1: don't. They don't feel there's a threat.
0: All right, here's a Pentagon spokesman, uh, not Admiral Kirby. Uh, it appears to be an Air Force general. It's a very interesting, subtle answer. The the reporter asks, you're sending these new bombs with a new uh, caliber uh, that can reach Crimea. Do you expect the Ukraines to do that? Question and answer.
1: The small diameter bomb in the latest uh, Ukraine aid package has the potential to target Crimea. Um, Is that the intent behind providing it now? Uh, so, thanks for the question, Joe. So, so yes, uh, as part of the USAI package, we will be providing uh, ground-launch small-diameter bombs to Ukraine. Uh, this gives them a longer-range uh, capability, long-range fires capability, uh, that will enable them, again, to conduct operations in defense of their country uh, and to take back their sovereign territory uh, in Russian-occupied areas. When it comes
0: to Ukrainian plans on... Uh, operations. Uh, clearly, that is their decision. They are in the lead. That was just 15 or 20 minutes ago. So we're sending them uh, equipment with which they can bomb uh, Crimea. But it's their decision as to what they want to do The equipment with the equipment. That's how I read it. Although the first word out of his mouth after he thanked the reporter for the question was a response to the question, which asked, do you expect them to go after Crimea, with the word yes.
1: Yeah. um, uh, Let me tell you how grossly uh, stupid and irrespective, and I'll I'll emphasize stupid.
0: Do we know who Uh, he is? Do we know who this general is? Yeah, he's a press spoke, but he doesn't make
1: policy. I mean, I feel sorry for him because he's merely the spokesperson. This is the Secretary Lloyd Austin. This is Jake Sullivan. This is, uh, you know, uh, Tony Blinken. These are the dumbest people on the planet. Let me tell you what's going to happen. First of all, there's no such thing as a magic weapon. Please, people understand that. There's no magic weapon out there. The Russians know we have this weapon. They understand it. They are never going to be afraid of it. Here's the deal, though. Russia has said, and understand, Russia is going to win this thing. They're not just going to have protect the territory. They are going to ensure that when this war is over, Ukraine will never be able to fire an artillery piece or a rocket system that can reach Russian territory. So right now, Ukraine can reach out about 80 miles. So at a minimum, Russia is saying, we're going 80 miles past the borders of the new territories, and we're going to c- occupy that. And we have to make adjustments and all that. Now, what we just did is tell the Russians, no, you got to go 150. And they will. All we did by doing this, General Pat Ryder, is guarantee the dismemberment of Ukraine. You are a moron. You are an idiot. You are irresponsible. You have no heart. I just pissed off my dogs.
0: Excuse oh, me. There's please. Maverick again. Uh- <laughs> Now, who is who is Pat Ryder and what is his relationship to Maverick?
1: <laughs> I have to be careful not to yell, my dogs got excited. Pat Ryder's just the press spokesperson. He doesn't make policy. Okay,
0: okay, okay. Back to uh, William Burns, uh, who says this will be over in the next six months, or we I gotta be fair, we will know with with certainty or s- much probability which direction it's going to go. In other words, they, they'll admit in six months they were wrong or they'll declare victory and go home, you know, whatever Washington does. But my question has to do with the six months. Do you agree with that? And if you don't, what, what, what is Burns trying to peddle? Remember who he is. He's the head of the CIA. Yeah. Well, look, I,
1: I've said uh, many times, and I think I might have said it on the show as well, but I'll say it again. Uh, the ground part of this war will be over by the end of summer, early fall. The war will be over. Russia will win. Um, you know, so six months. You know, it's February now. Add six, that's eight. That's August. You know who else said August? Interestingly enough, Zelensky. Zelensky said, "If I don't have the Abrams tanks by August, yes. it's too late." And what does he yes. mean, too late? Because it's over. They know what Russia's getting ready to do. They know what the Russian does The is
0: Pentagon like. know how long it will take to build the tanks, train them to use them, get them there, and that the war will be over by the time the tanks arrive? And if the answer to that is yes, is the Pentagon just deluding Zelensky, you know, uh, pretending to punch your opponent with one hand and then apologizing to the gallery with the other hand for hitting too hard?
1: I think this is literally a political cover. First of all, yeah. the number of tanks are just stupid. Zelensky said it. Hey, don't give me 15, give me 1,500. Uh, don't give me 30, give me 300. Um, so we're, we're giving them tools that are insufficient to the task before them, uh, and we're not giving them in time. And what does that tell you? It means that we know, because I can guarantee you, even Pat Ryder, who is an Air Force guy, will know that 300 or 30 tanks isn't going to have any impact on the battlefield. So why are we doing it? Political cover. Judge, I'm here to tell you right now, Biden knows, Austin knows, Sullivan knows, they all know. The war's over. Burns knows. The war's over. I'll say it one more time. The war's over. So they are creating the ability to look the American people in the eye and say, we did everything possible to help Ukraine. But it wasn't enough. The Russians are just too evil, too big, too mean, whatever. But the fact is, we're not even trying. Now we come back to what we talked about at the beginning. We are literally sacrificing Ukraine, Ukrainian people, and the Ukrainian army. Sacrificing them.
0: What, no one reason. of our uh, regular viewers uh, who admires you uh, greatly has uh, said, Judge, I'm not sure you're going to read this, but it seems that Ukraine has still not given up on Bakhmut, despite what some folks have said not long ago. Can you ask, Scott, why this has changed?
1: No, it hasn't changed. I mean, uh, Bakhmut's been a meat grinder since May. <laughs> All right, Ukraine's throw 14 to 20 brigades in there. You think they're just going to walk away from that? I mean, doubling down on stupid is an art. Go to Las Vegas and watch somebody get to the crap table or or blackjack and start losing and see how they keep reaching their pocket, keep going. Why aren't they walking away from the table? Because they're too deeply committed. Mortgage, college tuition, whatever, on the table, gone. That's what's happening here with Ukraine. They are committed to this battle. Politically, they can't lose this battle. If they lose this battle politically, that will be an extraordinarily demoralizing moment for the Ukrainian military and for Zelensky, who will lose a lot of face. So they continue to the double down on stupid. And the Russians are just like, if you're going to feed me raw meat. Just keep feeding me raw meat.
0: And What's your it. best uh, guess as to whether uh, old Joe uh, and uh, Tony Blinken and Lloyd Austin and uh, Jake Sullivan um, are hearing what you're saying? Is anybody saying this to them, or is William Burns, I don't know if he personally controls what the president hears, the head of the CIA, only telling uh, Joe uh, the globalist, nationalist version of things, keep it up, keep sending the material, we're going to win. I mean, at some point, they cannot deny objective, not subjective, objective evidence. No,
1: I, I think what we're seeing right now is, the first of all, we see a a shift, and it's not a gradual shift, it's a dramatic shift in the mainstream media's approach to this. Uh, No longer are they talking about pie in the sky stuff. People are talking about how difficult the situation is, and people are starting to say that this thing could be over by August. Um, So there's a growing recognition that Ukraine's not on the right side of history right now. Uh, While they may not come straight out and say Ukraine's going to lose, there's a recognition that the Russians are getting ready to do something big and there really isn't a solution to it. And I think Biden's being briefed on that. Um, I I, I just would have to believe that the day of, you know, look, there was a time back in September when I think we actually believed that the the, the Ukrainian military could could beat the Russians because it looked good. Man, they took over Kharkov. They took over the right bank. It looked good. But anybody who knew it went, uh, that's a lot of flash, no substance. But... Nothing's going to look good for Ukraine again. They're never going to be able to repeat that. And I think there might be some people saying, if we can just do this, just do that, just do this, uh, Ukraine might be able to stymie or have limited success. But even Miley and everybody else is saying uh, they're not going to be able to retake any meaningful territory this year. The best they can hope for is, you know, a stalemate. And I tell you, Russia doesn't play the stalemate game. that, that that's that's not going to happen. This is going to be. The, the the offense uh like we haven't seen since world war II, and it's going to be devastating for the ukrainians and it's going to be the most tragic thing from a humanitarian standpoint uh people could possibly would ukraine's lost over 300,000 troops dead 300,000 they're going to lose another 300,000 in the next couple months
0: and not and, just none, and none of it was necessary
1: none of it was necessary all could have been avoided
0: Scott Ritter, always a pleasure. Have a great weekend, my friend. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom.